If you should ask, I just say I'm doing fine. I try to laugh. Socialization that anger is the only appropriate emotion. Uh, covering up actually the the loss and and the and the sadness that I have. Brimstone smoldering in my head. He he looks lost out there. He, he looks like he has no idea how to play football. If you only knew. Okay, welcome back to Seahawk Fan Talk. And I'm uh, very excited to welcome back my co-host, uh, Doc. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mayor. It's good to be back. I missed being on the show. I didn't miss talking about these uh, these losses, but but I'm happy to be back. And I appreciate our friends for filling in while I was gone. I appreciate you holding down the fort while I was gone. I know it's not easy to to gear up and, and do the podcast after disappointing losses. So so appreciate you, Mayor. Yeah, no problem. And and we definitely missed you. We we needed you. We're uh three losses in a row now. Uh you did make it back in time to watch this most recent game against the Dallas Cowboys with us, which was a 35 to 41 point loss um there in Dallas. Do you have overall thoughts on that game? I'm sure we're going to talk about the overall season at this point. Uh, we are six and six. Well, as I was texting from Brazil, now that I'm no longer a Seahawk fan, it was pretty serendipitous that you had all of our friends on because I felt that those were good. Those are good interviews for taking my place uh, as, as your co-host for the podcast. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, I was I was very frustrated uh, during or after a wonderful, beautiful uh, Thanksgiving dinner that was thrown in my honor by my friend's uh, family in Porto Alegre, Brazil. They roasted a turkey for me and uh, cooked up some some classic Brazilian dishes, which was just wow. an amazing dinner. They found the Seahawks game on their on their magical TV box for me to watch, and we sat in their kitchen and watched the game. So, um, so wow. the, so the only low light of that of that whole evening was was of course that devastating loss and. Um, Oh, it was it was tough to tough to not be my typical doc self screaming curse words and uh, being just overall angry uh, in in a in a welcoming house in another in another. Country. <laughs> sounds but, like a, it sounds like you destroyed Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was able to contain myself. So maybe that's the good. That's maybe that's what I need, actually, for for watching these games, the, an external external control but um I, I really thought you had quit on the Seahawks and you were just gonna you know you saw Taylor Swift once oh, come on you're good you're good oh, come on and I got that personalized uh football jersey of the of the local of the local team yeah I I, I was uh definitely joking about all that I'm, I'm I'm a Seahawk fan for life however this is a pretty low low moment in my fandom and um, so yeah, getting to the, the Cowboys loss, I, I'm going to get a little bit, get a little bit, I don't know, um, uh, deeper for this show. I, I, I the next day on Friday, I was, I, I felt like shell shocked after afterwards. And I was trying to think about what I was feeling and, and then it, it hit me. I was like, I feel sad, you know, like I, I, we we spend so much time and energy in the off season looking forward to this season we get excited 
after the draft, we get excited during preseason and, and we have all these hopes for the team and for the season. And honestly, I know there's, there's uh, five games left in the season, but I'm thinking that we're, we're this, you know, I think we're done honestly for, for this season. I'm, I'm feeling pretty pessimistic and, and, and so it's lost, you know, I feel sad. I feel lost about the the hope that we have for this team for the season that, you know, that we're on the, you know, we're on the upturn and, you know, not that we we're going to get to the Super Bowl this season, but, but, you know, I thought we were going to make a strong entrance into the playoffs. That was the hope, not, you know, get crawl in there like we did last, last season, so, so yeah, so I think um, it's interesting to have that a moment of awareness because, you know, for all my bluster, for all my rage, rage uh, texting, for all my cussing during games, that's my, that's my toxic masculine, masculinity. That's my, you know, that's my socialization that anger is the only appropriate emotion uh, covering up actually the, the loss and, and the, and the mm. sadness that I have when this team that I love, you know, doesn't perform up to its level and, and then, you know, further, further loss of, you know, maybe a couple playoff games uh, this season and and the excitement about that. So, so yeah, my overall, I guess, feelings, uh, as we usually start for overall thoughts, uh, overall, overall feelings about this team is I'm feeling sad uh, about, about this team in this season. How about you, Mayor? Thanks for sharing your feelings. I think that's a really, really good place to start and is really powerful coming from from you. Um, I feel like I, the last couple of weeks I've felt kind of lonely, <laughs> even though I've had, you know, so many amazing dear friends um, on the podcast and, have, at, you know, watched the game with there on Thanksgiving Day. And um, but yeah, the like the Seahawks are um, struggling and it seems like everyone in the world is has is giving up hope or already has um and i you know i i do still feel anger about some of that because i feel like okay the baltimore game you know i i said in the very first quarter oh they're just better than us like just watch the line of scrimmage they're they're winning the line of scrimmage you don't win football games when you can't control the line and San Francisco game. I said the exact same thing. I was sitting next to the commander mm-hmm. and uh, positive Jay's seats. And I, I, I did not believe that we had a chance to win that game um, from the very first drive. You know, it, it was just so obvious that they were better than us and we knew those teams were better than us. So that's not, you know, super surprising, but the, you know, the Rams game really, it, it really hurts because I think we're better than that team. You know, we played better than that team. We had, we had yes. more yards than that team. Yeah. And then, and then this game too, like I went into that game believing that we were going to win that game. And I was kind of alone on that. And I was betting on it all day. I think I ended up placing six different bets on the Seahawks that day. Um, wow. Because I w- was feeling really confident and, you know, our backs are up against the wall and I believe this team like plays hard. Um in those circumstances. And we've also had Dallas's number and yeah. And I, you know, during the game too, I felt like we had so many chances to win that game and um, was so disappointed with the, with a defensive effort, um, mm-hmm. giving up 41 points, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel 
I feel like I've I've been kind of, you know, and I said this on the podcast when you weren't here the last couple of weeks is, you know, I've put more into this season than I almost have in any other season um, as a fan, you know, starting this podcast with you and and just, you know, looking at the stats more because of that and kind of following closer. And also, like, I've invested some of my heart in this specific team, especially in Gino and DK Metcalf. Um guys that have, you know, had some down moments this year and I've kind of stuck by them and been branded as the defender of these guys. Um, even though that opens me up to a lot of ridicule. Yeah. So I, I've, I've poured my heart in this season and yeah, I feel, I feel, I guess, lost. Um, like you were saying that the hopes are kind of dashed here. Um, and yeah. as far as far as the overall season too, the, we're six and six um, and we have two brutal games coming up here with teams that still want that number, that, that one seed. Um, so, the, you know, they're both, both those teams are going to show up to play the next two weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, on, on paper, we have three games that, that look a little bit easier. So if we win those games at the end of the season, that would be nine wins, which is probably right there on the edge uh, of the playoffs. And of course the Rams have a tiebreaker with us now. Yeah. So, as do the Cowboys, which will be in the wild card hunt as well, unless they catch mm-hmm. Philly. So, yeah, uh, we're, if we do make the playoffs, it would something amazing is going to have to happen the next two weeks where we upset one of these teams. And I, I really think that Dallas game was the was the best shot. So, yeah, yeah. same. And so, yeah, you, you weren't alone. I I actually was feeling a little bit positive going into that Cowboys game too, uh, partly because I knew I, you know, I, I believed that that was the season, you know, so it was sort of optimism, but also like a strong desire for us to win that game because I really felt that, you know, that, that um, we had to get that game to, to salvage this, this season. And yeah, that's just why I was so dis- disappointing. Yeah, and they they sure gave it a shot. Uh, even down in the, in the last minutes in the fourth quarter, you know there was a shot there. So, um, yeah. do you oh, have? But, uh, uh, I appreciate you um sharing sharing how you've been feeling over the past uh, couple weeks as well. I'm sorry that you've been feeling lonely. I can see how how that's been the case. You you've probably been more positive than than most of us. And and yes, you do have an emotional <laughs> attachment and um allegiance to to a couple of the players where um yeah I, I don't as much but you know it's just different I, I I still feel a lot of passion and hope for this team and um and but you know yeah. we're all different I think we talked about that at one of the very beginning episodes is you know we we all love each other we're a close-knit group but that doesn't mean we you know we're we're the exact same kinds of fans in fact we're we're all kind of a little bit different on the on the continuum of, of pessimism and optimism and and that's okay that makes us a kind of a more of a diverse thinking group uh, in terms of of the team and and uh, how we how we perceive them yeah i appreciate that and yeah no, i i know you're i know you you know love this team and 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 you know i know we're a close group of friends um they care about each other you know it's not about that it's um but but moving on let's talk about the yeah. defense first uh let's go to our favorite segment uh Pete Carroll's favorite segment uh doc diagnosing the yeah. defense 
All right. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, I did this. And unfortunately, it's this Dallas uh, game that, that I've got to think about the defense. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was embarrassing. Uh, honestly, an embarrassing defensive performance. And before we shot the pod, we're talking about how I've, you know, all season been have felt a little bit um insecure about this defense so you know we we and week after week it's been I'm not sure if this defense is good or not because we you know we didn't play that great against this team this past week or we played pretty good against this really bad team and I was waiting you know I've been waiting to see how this defense held up against elite teams and I think over the past uh you know a few weeks we've you know, if they've demonstrated where they're at and, and that's, you know, again, I, I do, uh, doc diagnosis, the defense, the segment, because that's my passion. You know, I love, I've always loved the defense more. And so it's deeply disappointing to me to see how bad this defense is knowing that this is supposedly pizza bread and butter also. And, and yeah, so I think, um, we're not as good as we thought we were. And in fact, um, there's, there's some significant concerns, uh, for, for, for players on this defense. I, you know, we're joking again before the pot. I, I, no one gets a, no one gets, a a, a, a thesis awarded this, this, uh, game. And in fact, I, it's hard to pick how many of the players I want to put on academic probation after this uh, performance. But I'll say, you know, in watching um, some of the replays and seeing some of the, the analyses that I, I think we have two very concerning um, weaknesses on, on this defense that can be exploited by any, uh, any good, you know, uh, team that has a, has a, um, offense that's planned to exploit those, those weaknesses. And, and the two that really were exposed to me in this game were Bobby and, um, Jamal, uh, general Jamal's Jamal Adams, his, his lack of, uh, ability to cover. And, you know, and I, it wasn't long after we, we made that ridiculous, um trade our trade for him that I started calling him a gimmick player you know that we we bankrupted our our franchise to temporarily to take on this gimmick player who you know we you know had a you know flash really well in on the on that Jets team rushing the passer but then we saw you know if 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 you have a a, a safety size player rushing the quarterback all the time it's it's a recipe for da- disaster and in terms of injury and then, okay, well, let's, you know, let's, let's have him play safety, his, his position uh, sometimes too, but, oh gosh, he can't cover receivers. So, uh, so that is to me like the definition of, uh, or, or just one of the worst decisions of this, of this uh, franchise. And, and so he can get exploited and, and then Bobby, you know, I, um, you know, you're probably going to, you know, talk about his 14 tackles or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about how many tackles he has because it's so fucking obvious to my eyes when I watch a defense that they target him with fast running backs or tight ends or receive slot receivers to get separation from him and get easy, easy receptions, you know, when he's three or four steps behind. So I, that that's not sustainable. Like we're, we're not... 
you know, any team that it can that has seen uh, this defense over the past few weeks is going to be able is going to be doing that doing that same thing. So I think what what they need to do is just is is try to do actually then, um, you know, do uh, I don't know, like try to compensate for for those weaknesses and then make us vulnerable in other areas. So so again, to me, this defense is a, is a house of cards or it was a house of cards waiting to be, you know, um, dismantled. And, and that's what I've seen uh, from from it, especially mm-hmm. from from our last game. It's interesting that Jamal Adams and and Bobby Wagner are both we're using them in, in the run coverage. And that's because our you know defensive line can't stop the run by themselves, it seems. So we've yeah. you know, now we went, went and traded for somebody else to try yeah. to help with that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then we're using both of them kind of up high. And, you know, KJ Wright said on one of his shows yeah. that, that Bobby actually needs, needs to take a step back that way he's running downhill and more, more already in pass coverage. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, you know, Bobby did, hasn't made that adjustment. Bobby is just focused on stopping the run. That's like his job. And that's because this team was supposed to build. We have, you know, we've talked about this. They're building from the outside in. Outside they, in. they have drafted two corners in the last two years, yeah. both of which were really, really high about. And, yeah. you know, so maybe the when the pass coverage is suffering, it's like, yeah, that's not, we're supposed to use Bobby. We're trying to use Bobby in this specific way. We're trying to use Adams in this specific way, which is why we have drafted and spent capital trying to stop mm-hmm. on, on at the corner positions. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the real question is for you is what's wrong with Rick Woolen? Um, mm. You know, I mean, he did have some tackles this game finally, but we, you know, yeah. he had two huge penalties and, and, and so did Witherspoon, by the way, had, had one penalty, um, just yeah. huge PIs that really, I mean, that's how they, how they beat us basically is penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so what's wrong with them. And then also yeah. the, you know, we, we saw Reek Wollen get totally juked on a really obvious um, uh, read option where he just totally went with the receiver yeah. in and didn't set the edge at all. Uh, we yeah. both saw it happen. Yeah. And it's like he he looks lost out there. He, he looks like he has no idea how to play football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the optimistic version is that he's having a sophomore slump, you know, that that he's still young. This is only a second season. That's the optimistic version. I think the pessimistic version is um, is this is another busted Pete Carroll project that he that, you know, so I, again, I, I mean, you're talking about arrogance uh, in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, the last episode. The arrogance uh, that is so obvious, honestly, with, you know, and we don't talk a lot about that with Pete because he, you know, he, his, his personality is mostly, you know, is very positive and, and we've won, won, won a lot. So it's worth, there's, there's a lot of good things to talk about with him, but, but there's, there's things like this. He, he, you know, he, it, and there's several examples of this where, you know, he wants to take on a project of a, of a guy that, physically is not necessarily ideal for whatever whatever position you know he's done this with other positions too but i feel like because he was a db and that's supposed to be supposed to be his like um specialty that he really takes on some some projects there and and Mm. you know that's sort of getting exposed with with reek that you know he's like he's he's undersized but he's also tall and lanky so he's not he doesn't have the best um agility you know to make those fast cuts for those those um small fast receivers 
Um, you know, I think I'm almost like some of those oversized cornerbacks that he loved back in the day, they were great, you know, on one of the best defenses in the history of, of the NFL. But um, when you don't have all that defense around you, it's it's much a, a much bigger risk to to take. And, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully it's that more optimistic take that it's, a you know, he's having a, a sophomore slump and he's going to he's going to bounce back. But mm-hmm. I'm afraid that this is going to be another one of uh, several of Pete's um, just bonehead <laughs> bonehead reach projects that aren't going to, that's not going to pan out. I mean, he looked so good last year. It's really hard to believe that someone that was like that kind of athletic and amazing yeah. at times that he's just com- like looks completely lost. Surprising. And, yeah. You know, and I know he's been dealing with an injury and they benched him apparently because of the injury, but it was really because he was getting like targeted and picked yeah. on. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's really concerning. And, you know, to the previous point about Bobby and, um, Adams, they're, they're not just empty tackles either. They're actually blitzing them at yeah. times and they're getting tackles for a lot. They both had a tackle for loss this game. Um, you know, and then, and then Brooks getting hurt. I think, you know, I was really excited about Brooks the last couple of weeks because I felt like he'd come yeah. on and, you know, he had a pick a couple weeks ago and a pick six actually. And, you know, so I was, I think that really hurts as well because he can kind of, again, help cover some of the stuff that Bobby's not super strong at, but, uh, yeah, but that's the defense. You know, you said in the last episode, you know, it's confusing because some players are balling out and doing well and some players are are getting, you know, uh, exploited. That's it. That's our defense. We we don't have a we don't have a well-rounded solid right. defense uh that has, you know, uh good players across the board and then a, and then, you know, a handful of elite playmakers that you see you know, ball out a lot and making huge flash plays. That's, you know, we're all, it, it, you it's said, boomer you bust. Saw it. it just, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll have, well, of course we can make the okay, occasional nice sack, occasional tackle for loss, but it mostly seems like uh, offenses are kicking our ass, like, you know, for, yeah. for most of the game. So, so, yep. so that's, yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, take a break from football and and talk about uh, one of uh, one of the bars here in DC. We uh, watched this game being a Thursday night game at um, really the only sports bar that either of us really go to in DC or spend time at um, or at all that exists in our our area of DC, and that's Midlands. Um, so you wanted to give them a shout out right now. Yeah, I really uh, appreciate Midlands, and it's actually you're the you're the you're the first one to really um, to develop a relationship with the folks there. That was uh, when you used to live right down the street from there, so you'd uh, you know that was your local hangout. And I and we've talked about this uh, a lot that uh, we love DC. It's our it's our um, district. It's our city, but but it's weirdly um lacking for good solid sports bars that you know you can just roll up and you know watch watch a game just have a good atmosphere um so midlands is obviously super interesting because it's it's certainly not shaped up like a traditional um sports bar it's more of a beer garden style style bar but Mm -hmm. they they've done an amazing job uh you know building themselves up to be an awesome sports bar with you know tvs all over the place um they, um well there's you can barely see the walls because <laughs> there's tvs everywhere to watch any game that you want and um and yeah uh it 
you know, love the, the, the staff, of course, they always take uh, good care of us. Um, the, the door folks uh, are, are, are uh, nice and, and welcoming and, and of course, shout out to James. will always have a yeah. Shout out to James and it, Midlands will always have a special place in my heart. Probably your heart too, because that's where we survived the the COVID year, COVID season, because uh, they they stayed open and allowed, uh, and we're, we were able to watch games sort of outdoors, uh, basically in their outdoor beer garden space. Um, or sort of inside out when they had all the they had the garage door openings uh, open, so we felt a little bit safer. And yeah, we pretty much watched every game there that season, uh, almost every game, and mm-hmm. even the, the first playoff, the, or yeah, our playoff game uh, against the Rams. I think, I think the Rams knocked us out that that year. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, uh, we, we 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 swept them that that. Uh, yeah. regular season and they freaking uh, bumped us out <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the playoff game. So you weird. said something that I don't even think you realized was controversial, but the other night you said your favorite dish at um, Midlands was their, was their um, nachos, nachos which, <laughs> yes. which Forrest of course um, would, would disagree uh, with, yeah. disagree with because he yeah. likes the, the giant pretzel. Yeah. And I will yeah. say their, their cheese dip and is incredibly yeah. good. And I'm always partial to their uh, bomb me sandwiches uh, but well uh, uh holly and davis are on my side because i know that's their favorite uh, thing to get and they share okay. they share the nachos when 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 they eat there so so yeah yeah love love midlands and we're yeah we're, mm-hmm. we're I, I will always remember we like uh that 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 playoff game obviously was into the winter and and we like bundled up and were freezing our butts off watching that game and it was you know kind of miserable because we we you know we lost but uh but yeah that i had a lot of good memories at midlands yeah and um uh just a quick mention that the one of the favorite neighborhood bars there um a pretty diverse bar too is closing uh, in looking glass oh, um yeah. r.i.p they close at the end of the year so i'm sure there's going to be a going away party for them and then a new dive bar just opened on on georgia ave as well so yeah, I mean you should go check that out at That's some cool. point. Um, well, and then speaking of uh, Holly, of course, her her yoga studio is uh, right right across the street. Yes, well, Reunion Hot Yoga. Please go sign up, uh, support absolutely. Holly, and um, you know uh, we have the sound now forever because. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I loved hearing that while I was away. Okay, so um, maybe we can jump into the mayor's strategic vision for this uh, for this team. And yeah. for the offense specifically. Let's do it. I want to hear it. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm I was really excited to see Abe Lucas back and he looks huge. Yes. <laughs> we, said, we said that during the game. And yes. in the beginning of the game, you know, our offense was doing pretty well, mostly because we were able to just kind of run plays yeah. to that side of the right side of the line. Finally, we were able to run run, yes. you know, Charbonnet was getting some, some good running yards, um, kind of right up the middle, which I feel like we've been missing. Um, and that kind of opened up the rest of our offense. And also yes. when the offensive line isn't moving backwards, it allows Gino to kind of step up in the pocket. And I felt like Gino is so much better. It was nice to kind of see glimpses of that again, of him climbing up in the pocket and throwing down the field. Um, I feel like when he tries to step back or tries to step out around the yes, back, sir to the sides he's not anywhere near as good and even when he stays right where he is and kind of throws to the sidelines um those i feel like that was the pick pick. 
Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. I feel like most of his picks are those exact same plays. Yes. I feel like, yes. I feel like he's either signaling it or he's sailing it a little bit because he's kind of standing yes. back, but yeah. we know he has an incredibly strong arm. So we know when he steps up and of course, you know, three touchdown passes all to DK Metcalf. Um, yeah. I think, I think the offensive line deserves a lot of the credit for that. And I think a Lucas specifically. So big shout out there. Um, yeah. And, you know, a couple weeks ago when, uh, we, we were having the debate about the running backs and we were talking about how Charbonnet can do, you know, 99% of what Walker can do. And um, that's true. And also I think not having Walker in this game uh, just shows you how shallow we are at that, at that position anyways. Um, and then of course, Charbonnet got hurt as well. So, and DJ Dallas, and I know you agree with this, DJ Dallas is the worst running back I have ever seen play. For this and 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 yeah. I, I I think DJ Dallas is the reason why we lost that game. I mean, be up besides for the defense. Um, mm. even the check down plays that we have to have when we're in, you know, hurry up offense there in that last drive. Yeah. You know, he's slipping and falling all over the place. That was the so very last play of the game, which is like, you know, we need this first down in order to, to get out of this yeah. play. Here's a safe play. And DJ Dallas like was missed his run. It was, didn't get there in time. Didn't get across the line in time. And um, just looked absolutely terrible. I, I really don't want to ever see him again. Hopefully Walker's back, but um, that was. Yeah. How serious, have been, how serious uh, is uh, Charmaine's injury? Do we know? Or You know, I, it was a knee bruise. I, I don't yeah, know no, what right. that means, but right. um yeah. Yeah, and Ugh, yeah, yeah. hopefully they're both back. Uh, and, and even if they're not 100%, I think we actually need both of those guys. I don't think we can do it with just one of them. And that's the other thing. Like when you ask Charbonnet to do all of the work, you know, injuries oh. do become, yeah. you know, that that's tough. That's a hard job. Um, yeah. But what do you mean that we're shallow at running back? Because, I mean, some team, like, because we have two good running backs. And unfortunately, the starting running back got hurt. And then so we had Charbonnet in. Well, this team, first of all, Pete Carroll's always um, wants to, you know, use yeah. have have lots of running backs. We've always rostered three or four running backs. Um, and mm-hmm. and there's just such a huge drop off between those, be- yeah. those first two. But it's and- hard to have three to four. Good. Understood. Understood. But yeah. But I feel like when 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 Walker got hurt, you know, you know, Jeff and I even felt like you said yeah. something about how like, oh, it's fine because Charbonnet is there. It's like, well, no, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big canine fan. <laughs> I am a big canine fan. OK, all right. So we agree yeah. on that point. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then the, the last thing I'll say, you know, we have so many weapons and, um, you know, in the receiving game that if we can get our offensive line right, it really feels like, you know, yeah. then it would be on Gino to kind of like take us take us to the promised land but the the offensive line you know and then and now the running backs and the injuries both the offensive line and you know i, I gave charles cross a huge shout out a couple weeks ago yeah. and then he immediately sucked the next game um so he's kind of like all over the map i can't figure get a read on him but yeah. the um I, I was really happy with uh jsn um he he had a really good game as well and you know it was mr reliable Lockett. <laughs> had a really rough game and of course yeah. with the with the miss uncharacteristic miss um catch there to God, that yeah. to keep that second to last drive alive which would have yeah. put us in scoring range and would have you know kind of changed the trajectory of that game um yeah so really rough for him 
Um, and he had another drop in the game too. So two drops from him is really rough. My awardee uh, for this week, the key to the city is going to go to um, our quarterback, Geno Smith. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, he threw for three touchdowns and ran for another one. Um, he had over 300 yards. He's, you know, passing at 60% completion rates. His um, air yards per pass are highest in the league. Um, he definitely has all of all of it right there at his fingertips. And um, it was really sad to see a, a really good complete game from him kind of swamp, uh, you know, result in a loss yeah. um, despite that incredible effort. The mayor's awardee, key to the city. Yeah, uh, we love you, Gino. That's a that's a well deserved uh, key to the city from from this game. There was a uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was amazing. That that looked like uh, that looked like the Gino that we've been wanting we've been waiting for this season. Thirty five points against a Dallas team that yeah, um, you know, and he did yeah. throw that one pick. Uh, yeah. That I feel like we yeah. you know kind of understand why <laughs> that's not his throw and. Um, he was clearly mad about it on the sidelines too, but yep. I, I think we're going to, we're, there's, there's a lot of pressure on him. So, you know, for the, for the rest of the season, uh, I mean, the commander, uh, always, you know, sort of reminds us that like we, we get, we get, we have to view Gino's resume, his full resume, not just the, the, you know, his, his good performance last season that, you know, is he going to, he needs to demonstrate that he is, he's, you know, can perform consistently like this game, like he did at the beginning of last season. Yeah. Uh, really for us to have confidence, you know, in him to, to be the guy. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind drafting a, a quarterback to come in and compete for that, for that job. Um, you know, I, I obviously don't want to spend a really high draft pick on that when we have so many other holes yeah. and I don't care what quarterback no. you put on this team. I don't think you're going to win. We um, don't even have a high enough pick. I mean, you know, I, I was just reading a yeah. little, a little uh, article from Stacy Ross. Uh, she's like, she said, um, you know, is this a, she said the Seahawks, I think are a playoff team, not because I think they are because they have to be because we're all in basically. She's like, we, you know, we don't, then, you know, we've got, we've got, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reckoning. Yeah. Reckoning. Uh, and, and yeah, because we just traded away our second, second round. round. Yeah. And, and where's that guy been, dude? Where, I mean, oh yeah. Williams. Oh my God. Yeah. I was really excited about that. And he's just, he's not showing up at all. I said on the podcast at the time, like, I don't think we're ready to be trading away future assets for this team because i don't i don't think we're don't yeah think it's only we're that close and we just need somebody to push us over the edge we're like we're we're not yeah. good we're mid bro you know there's a ton of six and six teams in the nfc right now so you know if the playoffs started today we would not be in them and yes. that's probably not going to change the next two weeks with uh, of course uh san francisco again and then the, and then the eagles yeah so all right well mayor it was good to be back do you want to take us out of the the episode yeah, welcome back sorry it's such a negative <laughs> episode for your first time back but I'm, I'm i'm really glad you're back and um uh looking forward to watching the rest of the season with you uh what come what may yeah and i want to say as always uh shout out to the seattle supersonics that will live on forever in my heart whether they come back or not it has been 15 years and five months as of today since the Seattle Supersonics were stolen from Seattle. Um, so for every podcast episode, I will say bring back the Sonics. 
All right. And you have some uh, special thank yous. Yeah. I do want to thank everyone that came on the podcast uh, in replace of doc for the last couple of weeks. So uh, Jeremy, Holly, Jeff, and Wendy, thank you very much. Uh, again, shout out to Midlands and of course, uh, Freeman, sorry, we haven't been there last couple of weeks, but uh, we'll be back next week yeah, at, um, at our beloved Sully's. So see you we then. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you friends for, for stepping in and uh, putting in some good interviews to potentially be the next co-host uh, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, much love to the DC 12s and the Seahawks fans all around the globe. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.